If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Plus, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, Crystal. How's it going? Hey, Steve. It's great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. Good to see you again. Uh, I'm I'm glad you're here because I um I just started using Synchro, and I I know I said I wanted this to be like a hey, why don't we see Steve like log in for the first time and have this be like day one? And I assure you, it's really close. But <laughs> <laughs> but but I did. I did log in a few times and just try doing stuff, using things. And uh, I, I thought you might, at the very least, enjoy the entertainment uh, <laughs> watching me stumble through this thing. This will be really great for me. I want the insight of like what what it's like to just first dive in. And if there's anything that seems confusing or, oh, that was easy to do. Like, I want to know all of those things. So this will be great. Oh, oh well, you're going to get all of it. All <laughs> right. So, <laughs> all right. So here, I'll, I'll share my screen. I, I did, uh, I did the hardest part already logged in. So um, this is what I see. It's, it's telling me that I'm a terrible person because I'm not doing MFA and uh, that's, that's cool. We'll just skip that for now. So, <laughs> so, so I look at my dashboard and, oh, it, it really wants me to have MFA. So as far as I know, depending on how many assets you have, it's going to require it. I think it's after you have oh. like, we're going to, we're going to require it. All right. Well, here, let me. Let me let me like do this and then pause the share, even though I think people have already seen the code. Uh, technically, this is in the past because you know they're they're not going to see this until like tomorrow. So yes, I'll stop it and do it. whatever. It's it's fine. It's probably fine. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? All right. So accounts. Scan QR code. And to clarify, I think I have one asset. Okay. One, and I can't one whole asset. Yeah, I think that it's yeah, I think that trigger happens after the first asset has been created. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm mad, I'm just disappointed. Because I believe it is my right to choose whether, whether or not 
uh, I, I set up S, uh, 2FA, MFA. I've got terrible jokes. So I, I did that. It offered me to download uh, the recovery codes. I said, no, thanks, because I'll never, ever lose this 2FA device. And now it wants me to give it a phone number, which I will do now. And it's texting me. And I'll type in that code. Can you tell how paranoid I am? I don't even want people to see my code that lasted for 60 seconds in the past. Hey, I get it. And now it wants the code again from the app because once and a cell phone verification wasn't enough. That's not at all tedious. Okay, so I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh all right so that really was like there was a lot going on there uh and i appreciate the thoroughness but holy cow so siri keeps thinking i'm talking to her i need to, <laughs> I need to turn that off real quick listen for hey siri boom turned off all right. Oh, good. An annoying pop-up. Uh, bring your own Twilio account. I got an annoying pop-up the other day, letting me know that you guys are now HIPAA compliant or, or whatever the correct usage of that is. I think that's pretty exciting, actually. The fact that, that you guys are, are moving forward with some of this stuff, because there are some, some bigger and bigger MSPs that I'm familiar with that are actually considering you. And like, I've got I've got a, a small group of, of colleagues, buddies, whatever you want to call them, that they're all ConnectWise gung-ho. And I thought for sure they were going to just tease me relentlessly for days on end for doing this webinar with you. And they didn't. <laughs> one of them, one of them, uh, one of them is switching. Or, or considering switching, like he's got a trial, he's got some endpoints in it, and he found some things that he's like, you know, this seems to be an issue and that seems to be an issue. And if you care, I can like bring that stuff up. I can find that again. Um, but it was like, it, it seems to be that people are really liking it for endpoints and that there are still some issues here and there for servers. It just doesn't do some things that they want it to do with servers yet, but not all that bad. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's interesting. I think that there, there are a lot of folks checking out Synchro that are larger MSPs and that are coming from the ConnectWise, the Autotask, the, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. the more, you know, heavily established RMM and PSA tools. And, you know, HIPAA was just one more thing, you know, to that needed to be done. And it was requested for a very long time. And we took, a, you know, we took our times, we did it right. Um, the flow to, to become HIPAA compliant is super seamless. We've heard that it's like the most automated way to become HIPAA compliant, you know, that, that, or to get their BAA signed um, specifically. So um, we, we took a lot of time to make sure that, that flow was really well done. I am curious, 
you said, and another annoying pop-up, do you not like in-app notifications for like new stuff? I'm so I'm hit or miss. Okay. It's not that I don't like the notifications personally. I, I prefer the less invasive style where maybe it's just like a banner across the top and like the whole thing slides down so I can see the banner. But if I'm not ready to deal with it yet, I don't have to make it go away. Like with, with these other ones, like, I mean, I, I said, Oh good. An annoying banner. And you saw, I just closed it. Like it would be cool if, if it would just, you know, like a little stripe across the top. That's what solar winds does in MSPRMM. And it's, it's a little strip across the top. It's probably like size 12 or 10 font. It's tiny, but people understand to look there for it. And, yeah. and I just really, I really like that. Again, this is, this is a personal, this is an opinion. You know, this isn't a, if, if you change this, you guys are terrible and, and don't know what you're, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there are people that prefer the pop-up, whatever, you know, but, but for me, I'm just all about what's, what what offers the least friction to an end user? And in this case, I'm the end user. So I would much rather just have a thing that's persistent. Even if I keep going to different pages, it just stays up there until yeah. I tell it to go away. Yeah, I think, that, you know, the one thing that we did, and it's interesting because if you just X out of it, but um, you see up on the top nav bar next to like the little chat icon, there's like a little newspaper thing. All of our uh, yeah. releases get put there too. Um, and I think if we don't do an in-app, like there's like a little badge there if there's something new to look at, which is nice. Um, but just to let you know that it's there. And and I, I did see this one. Yeah. And then I saw there's this one too. And I didn't know. Okay, so this one is just stuff for when I'm doing yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought, because then I did see one here. I, I swear I saw a notification bubble on the little newspaper. Yeah. Um, and again, I think it was more like, holy moly, like how many notifications did I get? There's only one asset, guys. <laughs> okay. but, but at the same time, you guys have so much going on. Like, I, I think you guys have pushed out one or two updates since we started this. And oh. I had no idea that that you guys were doing things this quickly. So it's cool. I'm, I'm not really trying to bitch about it. it you know, <laughs> it's, it's just, I'm not used to, I think right now, the only other one that's, that's doing really well is Datto. I think Datto RMM pushed out, what do you say? Like 19 updates in the last 18 months or something like that. I don't remember the exact numbers but they they pushed out it was one more than the number of months that they were talking about so it's kind of this is gonna kind of blow your mind a little bit but in 2019 we're on track to do the same thing in 2019 we had 192 feature releases in 2019 yeah hold, hold on is that 192 features or is that like we actually hit the update button 192 times throughout the year. No, not necessarily an update button. It's either, it would either be a feature enhancement or like a brand new feature. Okay. And I, and I guess the reason I ask it like that is because, you know, I could easily say, well, I added 290 more services 
monitored, but that could be 180 services on a single computer that I'm monitoring. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's either it would it would either be what we would consider an update would either be like a quality of life improvement to the UI, um, an additional add or request that we um, tacked onto an existing feature or a brand new feature altogether or a brand new setting or something in the security group set, you know, something like that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a crazy number. And like I said, we're, we're on track to do the same thing again this year, which is pretty exciting. That is really cool. I, I've got to say, I'm impressed. Uh, I, I keep, I, I keep being impressed by you guys. I think that's, that's the big thing right now. Um, I am trying to find, here it is, 58 comments. So if you are on uh, Facebook, there's an IT MSP entrepreneurs group. Yes. Sponsored by Synchro. And there is a question that was asked a couple days ago. Anyone moved to Autotask from Synchro? Uh, and they're looking for horror stories. And there's 58 comments. So that's a lot of comments. Um, yeah. So I I encourage you guys to check this out. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the play by play because your your logo is literally in the title. You guys can find it. Yes. But if you search Synchro Autotask, you'll you'll find it. Okay. Um, so check that out. I found, you know, again, I think with with any RMM or PSA, there's always going to be somebody that hates it. Uh, I don't care sure. what brand we're talking about. So there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like the product. I I always try to look past that in comments, and I try to look at all right, what are the actual shortcomings other than it has stupid pop-ups, you know, like that, because again, that's just an opinion and we know what opinions are like, right? Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, dashboard. So I'm going to come here to customers and you're probably freaking out and then you realize, oh good. He, he at least was able to do this. Now I didn't think about the fact that it was going to show emails. So I'm going to have to redact that. Not that I'm too worried. I mean, it's a church and I'm employed there as well. So they're not leaving, but I'll still at least redact it. But okay. I, I did this as like initials trying to, to come up with a way that I knew what it was, but I could share it on, on these videos. Um, so let's see here. There's, there's this one where if I want to get to my assets, I guess I feel like I should be able to go to customers and get to my assets. But so I don't think that's the case. It I you think I have to start at assets. It depends. Does this customer have an asset? Because I, if you say you have one asset, which customer is it assigned? <laughs> I couldn't remember. It's DBI. So, so let's go. Let's go back. I'll click on DBI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then you see your asset is right there. There. Okay. And then I can hit view all. Got it. Yeah, and what's cool about this screen too? If you hover over where you see that magnifying glass right next to it and click um, that right there. Like it, I love this because it's a really nice way to just create a ticket. You could in initiate a chat or obviously you can see what you can do from here. And if, uh, if the asset was online, of course, you could launch right into a remote session and see a thumbnail of what's going on on the machine. So that little quick view modal is super helpful. 
And this says EAM. I assume that stands for MCSoft Anti-Malware? Yes. Okay. So I did, I, I did want to test out MCSoft since uh, we talked last time. You mentioned that it sucked significantly less. Um, <laughs> we, and I, and I, it's not that I thought the software was bad. I just thought that the, the general consumerness of the software was, was unfortunately a little too shady for an MSP to... It, it was just, I think that it was missing some control. And now we've added far more control, which has been really great. Well, I, I mean, I haven't had any concerns, but I, I think um, I, I had a conversation with someone the other day, and I'm, I'm going to have to bring this up because it was a good conversation and it was a great analogy. Uh, I said, well, hey, you know, there's only been 13 new cases of COVID-19 in my county in the last week. And he said, yeah, but you, you could also argue that how do you know a computer has a virus unless you have antivirus installed to tell you that you have a virus? And I said, huh. <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he did. He, he got me there. So I think um, time will tell as, as to if MCSoft is actually a, a decent tool for me to be using on this. I, I, am, I am interested to see. Now, I do see I can hit this button and go to Synchro Live. Just refresh my memory because I don't want to click this if I'm going to just take over his screen. If, well, it won't because the machine is offline um, and hmm. it will not take over their screen. So it doesn't lock them out or anything like that. Um, okay. They would be able to see your cursor, that kind of thing. They'd be able to see everything that you were doing. So, and I guess the to further the question, does SyncroLive immediately take you into the remote control or is there something else it does first? Like if I recall, SyncroLive had all kinds of other stuff you could do before you hit remote control, right? Correct. So okay. SyncroLive is by default going to take you to the task manager. So it you there first. Perfect. So uh, here, here's a thing that I'm, I'm going to do. I'm actually, um, I, I was able to get you guys to um, enable the Mac beta agent for me. Okay. So I'm going to create myself as a customer. You see, I, I take real meticulous notes. Um, <laughs> and... I'll install this one because I was playing around with policies. And I'll do download the installer. All right. And then place it in the applications folder. Good. Double click. Yes, I am sure I want to open it. Paste the string. So it's literally, I had to hit the the yes to open, and then it's it's literally closing all this other stuff out. This easy. 
So there's this box here. Yeah. I, I paste it in the string. I'm going to hit install and it disappeared. Okay. And for those of you that wondered what my six character password is, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's not it. All right. So uh, this this was, I, th I swear, this was just like grayed out. And then it turned into the, the pretty cyan um, octopus thing. Yeah. And I got the alert telling me I've got a new asset. There it is. And if I click that, it'll take me into my asset. Okay. So uh, my MacBook, uh, obviously it's offline. Makes perfect sense. Um, probably because I just installed it. So it mm -hmm. takes a minute. Oh, that's cool. You even use the actual uh, Greek beta character. Get you guys being technical. <laughs> I've 103 never... applications were just installed. <laughs> well, hello. Um, so that's interesting. I assume it says that. So, so what ha the only thing that's actually gotten installed was the Synchro agent, but it detected all of these applications for the first time. Hmm. So it's it's considering them just installed. I feel like that is silly, but that's not I it's not a reason I'm gonna like leave synchro, but I feel like it could be adjusted a little. Yeah. This is interesting. I actually I don't have a Mac, so this is the first time I've seen this be deployed. Gotcha. Which is good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna chat with this guy here, this guy Steve. <laughs> See what happens. Hey, bro. I love live demoing features. So now what? Um, I don't. It should be. <clears throat> on your dashboard somewhere or on your well because well, remember i chatted as the technician to the computer person right so it should be i, I would imagine it should be just a because it's obviously you enabled it on that policy because it's on the so let's let's do this i'll hit the get help now from the mac I wonder if it might just need just a little bit longer. That that could absolutely be it. I'm just I'm very impatient, Crystal. Could you tell? <laughs> I expect like immediate results. Um, <laughs> I installed this agent. I expect it to be done doing everything. Yeah, I, I would expect. I'm wondering one thing. Well, it's also possible that the you know this is a beta agent, so. It's quite possible chat's just not working. Well, that's what I was going to find out because obviously chat's available on the Windows machines, but let me just make sure. Sure. And this is a fresh installation of Mac OS Catalina. I, uh, I decided 
what was it two weeks ago i installed um big sur the the beta that they launched of mac os and it was fun it was cute it broke a lot so so i so i erased the hard drive and reinstalled mac os catalina Got it. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm just going to double check then with my technical support team and just see and make sure that chat's available on the Mac agent. Um, sure. Since like it is still in beta. Okay. So, so that's the type of stuff that I typically do when I, when I get a new RMM, I want to just like immediately dive in and see what I can break. Um, the other types of things that I do is I'll go through like the admin section and I'll try and figure mm -hmm. out what on earth am I looking at here? So I assume this is administration home, this here. Uh, general preferences. Do you mind, Steve, do you wanna make your screen bigger again? Oh, yes. I found I'm not in California, so I'll just change that real quick. Um, let's, let's try a new color. Like, I wish I could do like a custom color. Yes. We've, we like just add like a specific hex. Yeah. I think that yeah. that's something we plan on doing. Um, that just being able to change the portal accent color was a huge request, but yeah, the, the one that followed about five minutes after release was the, the hex question too. I'm just going to change my hours here. Tabs. Oh, that's right. You showed me this one. No, no, no. And we'll keep everything else for now. I almost wonder if it makes more sense to have like a less is more approach. Although I guess you technically do because you have to get more to get anything else. Yeah. And we've gone back and forth in regards to like what should be the default tabs to up there. Um, I, th I think these are actually really good. Like I could see maybe switching out scripts with tickets like or something you know mm -hmm. something like that but i think it's easy enough to get to tickets just maybe not if this is your first time in it yeah yep turn on sms by default huh. customer google sign friend other Okay, RMM settings. I did just, change that. I do want to just show you on like that customer settings screen too. There's mm -hmm. a whole other like there's additional like that additional settings. Oh, see, I I just skipped right over it. Yeah, uh, and there's I and I I think that is an interesting UI observation. Just seeing that you skipped right over it because there's some good stuff in these additional settings that are helpful. Secure customer portal. Interesting. 
All right, so that's saved. Now, is there an, ad nope, mm -hmm. there's not. So now, now you have me looking to see if there's more at the bottom of all of these. And actually, for for the most part, like I know for sure, invoice tickets there are additional. Now, another thing I find interesting. So, <clears throat> when we when we talk about UI, so right now when I look at this, I think this is all the settings pages I have. And then I look down here and I feel like I'm looking at the same list, not because I necessarily am because I did notice a couple things that weren't in there, mm -hmm. but because general business not, and it's not even the same. This is general settings. This is general preferences. They could yeah. be different. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Business hours, tabs, customization, tabs, settings. So there's, it, it seems like when I look at this, when I look at just the first word, I see a few that are identical and I just assume all of this is the same stuff and that I would want to just skip this whole section here. But then it makes me go, why does it have two of the same things right next to each other? That's goofy. Yes, I think this at this admin section, I think just in in general, we'll get kind of an overhaul UI update for sure, because there is some redundancies. Last invoice number. Ooh. I like that number. That's a good number. <laughs> tax rates. Maple invoice admin payment. No. I don't feel like I want to change any of that. Estimates. Last estimate number. Well, obviously, there's been more estimates than invoices, so <laughs> there. There you go. Show net margin total on estimates. So to clarify, is this saying I'll show my clients or my prospects how much money I'm making? Oh, just you. Okay. I, I think that might need to be clarified a little better. Yes, I can see that for sure. All right, tickets settings. Yeah. Send reminders hourly. That sounds awesomely terrible. Uh, okay, so diagnosis reminders. What is a diagnosis reminder? Basically, it's going to send out an email saying like the status of the ticket and where, where the ticket is at. To whom? To the customer. So if I have a ticket and the ticket's open, mm -hmm. it's going to let my customers know how lazy I'm being? I, I'm going to verify, I think that it goes to the customer, but now that I'm thinking about it too, because it's so funny, I've tested so many times and I know that I get the diagnosis email, but I can't remember if I'm testing it as the customer or the technician, because now that I think, okay. it, I think it might be the technician reminder, not the customer <laughs> reminder. Well, and I, and I guess, you know, this probably goes back to the repair shopper days, but as an MSP, what the hell's a diagnosis? 
You know what I mean? Like as, as a repair shop, I could see, Oh yeah. You know, your, your motherboard SATA three connectors fried and I have to resolder the, the new connector onto the board and it's going to be $97 plus parts and it'll be done in nine days because we're waiting on something from China. Like I could, I could see that, but that is not what we are doing as MSPs. Right. And that's why I think that I'm fairly certain that I'm remembering these emails as the actual technician, because I'm, if, when you're in an actual ticket, you really only send them information if you're wanting them to have that information. Like you do have the ability to manually comment and send an email at the same time. Gotcha. Now I see create tickets from leads. This, this takes me back to uh, awful flashbacks of the repair shopper leads versus tickets days of seeing a bunch of leads that I didn't realize I had because they were supposed to just have been tickets, but because they weren't actually people that were in repair shopper, it wouldn't even create them as like a generic here. Here's just a generic ticket. Right. So now you do have the ability when you set up your mailbox um, within synchro, you have the option to just like automatically create tickets to this mailbox. Like you just have it automatically do it. Um, The only time then at that point that it would create a lead and not a ticket is if it didn't have enough information to create the ticket. So if it can't create like a customer with the ticket, if it is a new customer, um, it would stay in the leads module. Um, And then obviously if, if it was an existing customer, it would just attach that ticket to the customer. Uh, create tickets from SMS. That sounds exciting. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people hate the idea of having customers text them, but I mean, it's 2020 guys get with the program. (laughs) How, how do I do this? Like, how do I get customers texting me? I believe that's with that new Twilio uh, release that we just, that we saw the pop up for. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'll have to look into that because my my first immediate thought is, holy cow, could I could I get this to use my existing phone number somehow? Yes, and that's what um, that. Is. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'll I'll have to come back to that sometime. Last ticket <clears throat> number. Well, I've definitely had more tickets than I've had invoices. <laughs> That feels right. <laughs> okay. So, oh, additional settings. Yeah. And of course, I mean, invoiced. these are good. Those, those yeah. Are those are the back settings. Can't really get rid of those ones. Well, yeah. But I was thinking, like, oh, do I need a couple extra or I? Uh... Okay. So you guys call it resolved. I assume resolved means it's just done tickets complete yeah yes and the timer stops on it um i will say and a lot of folks this is something that um i don't know if we have necessarily a like a very clear knowledge-based article on this um but you can create custom statuses if it says resolved dash something it will still resolve and stop the ticket timer and there's some use cases for that like a lot of folks want to be like, 
resolved, ready for billing, resolved, like hold or something, whatever that might be, because whatever then that ticket status is, there's ticket automations that you can have trigger certain events based upon that status. So that's where I see people really kind of get creative with those ticket statuses. Excellent. And I was, I was going to say that I'm sure there's got to be workflows in here and I mm-hmm. see workflows. There it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So to do, do, I would, that's a lot of checkboxes and stuff. I'm just going to have to come back to this one, but it's very important that I save my 38,220. Yes. Yes. All right. I don't care about parts, inventory, point of sale. I assume I can just skip over those then, right? Mm-hmm. We will lead auto response email. Sure. And this, I assume it'll notify me if there's a new lead. Yes. Employee settings. Nope. It's fine. Website integrations. Oh, that's cool. Can add that to my site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty neat. You can do custom ones too. I'll, uh, I, I might make a video just of me adding this to a website. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, yeah, and I think over there you'll see too. There's the custom custom widgets as well, which is is a way to have them go through like a, a process and a flow, hmm. which is nice. All right. So now I'm going to come back down here. So home is exactly what I thought it was. General is what I thought it was. So is that. So is that. Not what I thought it was. Ooh, Google Cloud printers. That's neat. I've never seen an RMM or a PSA do that. Sweet. Security groups. And now, okay, so here's another, just something I noticed. So like right now, I don't have that annoying box of things that look identical. Mm -hmm. And I like this a lot better. Yeah, I think it only, yep, I think it only pops out when you go to general. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, no good. This, more gooder. <laughs> Definitely Perfect. more gooder. Mm-hmm. All right, notification center. Um, oh, whatever. That looks fine to me. Appointment types. Cool. Now, Appointment types. I don't have the menu at all here. Make up your minds, people. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, meaning you have to click back. Yeah. Appointment reminder schedules, same exact problem. Which, which leads me to, to believe it's going like somewhere in here or something instead of somewhere in admin. But yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, f- I feel like any of these things in admin should always have this Keep that on the side. Yeah. I agree with you. 
All right, so reports. Okay, so buy credits and add-ons. This, all right. Well, I could see you wanting me to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> and I could see this too. Okay. The only other use case here, because um, that that's that remains even when you become an actual um, paying customer, and it hmm. allows you to purchase if you wanted to purchase extra SMS credits, if you wanted to um, purchase stamps for snail mail, because we will. Oh. You can you can actually on an like a reoccurring invoice, for example. You can have it automatically mail that mail it to the customer, and it'll just use regular postage, and we'll actually mail it out for you. And it, is it like actually Ian? Like he prints it out, he licks the envelope, yes, it so is it puts the stamp on it. Yep, that's what Ian does. <laughs> that's a lot of envelopes, I bet. <laughs> so just that it, I, I know he doesn't actually. Just out of curiosity, though, how many invoices? do you guys snail mail out in a month? Ooh, I don't know. I'd have to find out. I mean, it goes, it goes directly through USPS. So it's not actually us doing it, but I'd be Got interested to know how many MSPs are printing and mailing out invoices. I don't actually know. Man, that would, I just think that would be, if you can like chat and find that out, I just think that would be really nerdy information for MSPs to hear. I'm curious. Because yeah. I I guess I'm of the mind, ooh, dark mode. Oh, oh, oh life just got so much better. Looks nice. Oh, wow. I do everything in dark mode I can. Um, so yeah, I, I genuinely, like I'm, I'm of the mindset that again, it's 2020. I'm not emailing you. I'm not mailing you an invoice. I will email it to you. Right. So, yeah. but I know there's a lot of, you know, old people that don't uh, know how to check their email, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's interesting. I'm going to see if we have a report or a way for, for me to look to see, because I, I don't know if I have that those numbers, but I'm sure there's a way. I'm sure we have that somewhere. So I see onboarding checklist. My assumption for this under the initial settings wizard, my assumption for this was that there was like an onboarding checklist for when I'm onboarding customers. Ah. I wasn't putting two and two together that, so I'm just gonna do this. I'll make one for me. So I'm creating a ticket, ticket title. Steve needs a thingy. Issue type, other. Oh, cool, they're customizable. Um, Steve can't remember what it's called. Get him the thingy. Don't email, due date. Yeah, that's a good due date. I don't have any contacts, that makes sense. And I could click here and add some extra emails. I'll definitely add an asset. Could I add extra assets so I could have more than one asset? Yes. Neat. Yeah. Okay, I've got a ticket. 
gave Steve the thingy. Uh, completed. And note. Nope, ticket status is still new. So down when you um, selected the note thing, on the right where you see the arrow, that uh, note and change the status at the same time. So then what's this for? This is essentially like if you're emailing your customer, that would be like the subject line of the email that went to the customer. Okay. That's fair. So I'll just change this here to resolved. And I don't see a save button. So I, I guess I just assume that this is auto updating. Yes. Okay. Uh, so now if I go to my dashboard. I think you have to have two tickets for this to update. Darn it, Crystal. I know. I, I think that's the, I think those are the backend settings. I'm fairly certain. I'm going to make another ticket now. Now, now I'm afraid I'm wrong. No, I'm fairly certain. I just checked that it's two tickets. Two tickets. Yay. Boom. Look at that. Look at that. My average time of resolution is phenomenal as expected. So good at what you do. I know. Thank you. <laughs> so now I've checked off all the boxes so I can hide this. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. It got rid of both boxes. I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm already happier that I have a dashboard based on my stuff. So I'm gonna go back into admin. I'm so happy that I have dark mode. That's, how did I get to dark mode? Oh, yeah. there, I, mm -hmm. I hit the wrong, okay. I wasn't expecting all of these options under my name. Hmm. You guys are just hiding stuff all over the place. I think I'm trying to, what, like, I'm curious, what would you have expected to be there? Well, not the, not that I'm like disappointed. <laughs> I, I love that all this stuff is, is up here, that it's available somewhere. I wouldn't have expected like dark mode to be here or, I don't know, I guess, I guess looking at this, this all seems like it's specific to me. So I, mm -hmm. I guess it makes sense. Settings, is this taking me to admin? No, well, yeah. So this is just taking me to the general set. So I think this one maybe is pointless in my mm -hmm. opinion, but sure. it is at the same time, it's a smaller mouse drag than going to more and then all the way down to admin. So. I almost would get rid of one of them, but I, 
but I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you which one. I guess it's not yeah. terrible to have it in both places. Um, I don't know what I expected there. I guess my initial mm-hmm. thought was really just like sign out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Stop asking me all these tough questions, Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so integrations. I'm going to integrate my HIPAA. Um, Set up, and also you can't do it while you're in a trial. Fine, I didn't want to integrate my HIPAA anyway. (laughs) All right. Uh, MCSoft. So that will just, it just comes enabled by default. There's really nothing to set up here. Oh, okay. Slack. Fun. That's easy. Mm-hmm. All right. And like it does, we, I mean, we integrate with Teams as well. So in that, those notification settings, you can put that as your webhook too. So that you can get notifications there. Perfect. So, okay, if I click this, I can integrate with the WooCommerce on my website and mm-hmm. sell people things. Oh. So people can literally put my products and services into their shopping cart on my website, buy something on my website, pay for it, and then it automatically creates an invoice or creates a transaction of some sort. That's really cool. Pretty neat. That's really cool. Now, again, it feels like this is like borderline repair shop stuff, but I could Mm -hmm. see a use case where maybe not necessarily for MSP service, but I could see where an MSP would want to do this. Maybe for, um, like some kind, you know, maybe you want to sell somebody a security assessment or, um, you want to sell web design, you know, some of that stuff I feel could be sold without interaction. Oh yeah. And I think you're exa- I mean, you're exactly right. This, I mean, WooCommerce was absolutely, it's in repair shopper. It, we brought it over from repair shopper. And what's nice is that, you know, Synchro is pretty dang flexible. So if your MSP is a hybrid in any way, whether it's hybrid break fix MSP or hybrid, like you're saying, selling additional services like, you know, web design, that was a really good example because we do have a lot of customers that do that. So yep, it can be helpful. Payments by Stripe. I already set that one up, it looks like. Oh, nice. Calendar. Oh, here's here's how I can snail mail people. Yeah. Excellent. I'm oh, I can waiting. disable. That's clever. So it's automatically enabled, but we can disable it. If we disable it, does it remove snail mail from like a list somewhere? I think it does. Yeah, because right now, like if you're on an email or a reoccurring email, it gives you that in the drop down options. I'm I'm assuming it just gets rid of it. 
And I, I think I found out how to query your snail mail question. Um, oh, that's too funny. So hopefully I'll be able to get you an answer on that. Synchro HUD apps. Is there supposed to be stuff down here? It's it's interesting. Like for a very long time, I didn't even know that was there. But there's usually like a little. I can't see it on yours, and I don't know if it's just because it's dark mode. But usually, there's actually a little microphone down there. You can you can. I've gotten it to work where you can speak to your account, but I don't know if it's just that. Let me look at mine. Look. Oh, you know what? Let me turn off my ad guard. Yeah, I've got a little microphone next to mine. And then mine says RMM alerts and notifications down there. So I have notifications. I wonder, oh, because you're just because you're in the app center, I'm assuming. Okay. So now I see accounts. Yeah, it's weird. But next to SyncroHUD, I have a little mic microphone. I don't know if, what, why. Maybe I do. You don't. That makes me sad. I think. Well, I definitely disabled my ad blocker. Okay. Um, I would be curious. Maybe, maybe I don't get it because I'm on a trial or something. That could be, I could find out. Yeah. So right. I'm curious, you, was the first thing you did set up a policy? No, the first thing I did was set up a customer and deploy an agent. Okay. So you deployed an agent before you set up a policy. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I, I set up a policy Thursday or Friday last week. I deployed my first agent a couple weeks ago. Got it. Okay. So then when you, so did you just pick like the base package or something or do you? Uh, monitoring plus AV. No. Monitoring plus AV plus. But I don't know what the difference Got is. It. But it seems more gooder. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's interesting because like, it, yeah, um, I know, I mean, back in the Kabuto, I mean, have you had, have you tried Kabuto? Did you try? Oh Kabuto? man, that's probably been yeah. five years, Crystal. That's been a long time. So it's interesting because we brought, the, those are the same policies um, when we built Kabuto and we just brought those over as example policies. And so it's always, I'm always curious to ask, like, at what point did you create your first policy? Just because, um, just I, I poked again, around it's not last week. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I did, I, I wanted to go through here and kind of see what exactly does a policy look like. And this here is like literally Kabuto. That first this part. Yep. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. now here, I didn't have any processes or services I cared to monitor. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not doing any servers right now. I, I was curious to see if I have, once I get them all deployed, if I have any clients that are pegging their CPU or RAM. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I think I did. So, so this one, I have a question on my thought is if, if a system's on offline for a month, I should get a notification and then rearm after a day. And I think, I think my thought was once the computer comes back online, but I didn't know. Yeah, this is, this is cool because I, I mean, you, you mentioned you're not really doing much with servers right now because I would say the, the primary um, use case here would be like a couple minutes on a server. So I haven't really done this way, but it were it, that totally works. And then you could have it auto resolve if it, comes back online. Um, what I would like to just mention too, another way to do this, it doesn't necessarily create an alert for you. Um, but with those workstations, you can from, and you don't have to get off the screen right now if you don't want to, but in the assets in our, the main assets in RMM screen, you can create a saved asset search and just say like agent hasn't checked in and so that there's a little yep you can do it there there's a little magnifying glass that does the same thing you can create a new one so you can say hasn't checked in for 30 days um so yeah yep exactly this way it's a dynamic counter so if you just want to be kind of aware um and not necessarily have a ticket or an RMM alert created for it, um, you could just have that as a saved asset search. And if you click that little magnifying glass on the left-hand side, they pop out too. Um, That's just another way to see those. And so again, if you had one that that went offline for that long, that counter would tick up. You would manually be looking at that, um, but that's another way to just be notified or just be, be aware, I guess. I, I like that I can even like now I'm now I'm like, oh, cool. I'll, missing AV. Mm-hmm. And I assume this is all I need to do. I don't yeah. the, the less I fill in, the more broad the search is. Exactly. Exactly. And so speaking of something like this, if you're looking at machines that do not have antivirus, so of course that could be for you. So maybe you have the wrong policy applied to that machine or something like that. Or you can also use these saved asset searches um, and you can use our mailer and, and send an email. Like if you wanted to send an email blast to a saved asset search saying, mm. hey, I noticed you don't have antivirus. This is what I'm offering. And it actually, it works really well as like a selling tool for MSPs as well. Okay, that's cool. I, I I could dig that. Um, let's see here. Can I make well this is under assets, so that answer is no. What about um I'm trying to think outside the box here, Crystal. Yeah. So could I make saved searches in customers? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just yep, exactly. And this is where you can get very granular with this. Um, These are just going to be the default options here. Um, 
but you can add whatever custom field you wanted. So like it okay. could be residential, commercial, you know, whatever. So, so I could make a checkbox that says, maybe not check. Hmm, how do I word this? I could make a custom field that says is managed uh, MSP client. And it's a yes or no radio button or a drop down or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if they, if it says no, I could then come up, click the one that says is, is MSP client and choose whatever and get to the yes or no. And then I could send yeah. out mailers to people that, that are customers that are meeting certain criteria, not just people that already have computer assets, but I could even put uh, website customers in here and do that kind of stuff. Okay. Yep. Yep. Because those custom fields, you do have the option for a dropdown. So what I see a lot, what I see happen often is like customer type. And then the dropdown is like, managed service or and it could even be like if you have different managed service plans like platinum gold silver whatever that is i i see that being utilized quite often that is really cool um i'm i'm gonna go back to policies here in a minute yeah but while this is on my mind let's say hypothetically i'm using square you guys don't integrate with Square, do you? Mm -mm. Okay. So if I did not use Square, if I used Stripe, obviously you yes. integrate with Stripe. Would I be able yes. to come in here and um, like link a customer to an existing Stripe customer and existing credit card? So that way I don't have to like re-key all those cards in. Because I know, I know with Stripe, I, I'm not going to log in because there's so many things that people shouldn't see. Yeah. Um, with Stripe, there's the ability to, um, actually what I can do, I'm going to pause my share. I'll show you, but not them because it's still worth talking about. Okay. So in Stripe here, I can go to customers. And I can click on a customer. Doesn't matter who. I'll just pick this guy. I can't see your, what you're doing. If I'm supposed oh, to. that's right. I I'm fairly familiar with Stripe, though. So, so I'll, I'll, I'm at least I'm at least going to walk through it. So payment methods. I mm -hmm. can tap on a payment method, and each payment method has an ID. So everything with Stripe has like fingerprints and Stripe IDs and everything has an ID. So I would be curious to know if we can link existing things in because that would be super awesome if we could do that a little more seamlessly. So I'm just trying to understand the exact use case because if you're using the Stripe integration and you link the customers use case is i'm new to synchro okay. i've been using stripe for invoicing or for automated billing okay. for months or years 
So I've already got all of those customer assets in Stripe. I would even be okay if I had to manually go through Synchro and say, all right, this customer is this Stripe ID and their payment is this Stripe ID. So please just use this whenever I invoice them in Synchro from now on. That way we don't have to automatic, that way, that way it just uses what's in there. And we don't have to type in that or, or have our customer type in that account information again for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, okay. I always try to figure out the, the most frictionless way to do things. So even when I migrated my website from one place to another, yeah. Like I, I went from WooCommerce to a completely different solution and I was able to get it to where um, I didn't have to bug people to get me, you know, new credit card info or, or anything like that because frictionless. I, you know, it, it took me six hours of, of coding and spreadsheets and everything else, but I was able to do it. Yeah. Okay. Let me, I'll figure out what, what folks are doing now with that integration. So you said you set up your Stripe integration, but. I don't actually have customers in Stripe. Cause like I said, I use Square. I'm oh. just genuinely curious if that's something that other people that maybe are already are using Stripe could do in the future. Yeah, I will. I will have to find out. Cause I, sort of thought that the customers linked based upon their emails and that they didn't have to re-enter their stuff, but I will find out for sure. And I, I suspect that that's the case after they make their first payment, because I remember, I remember in repair shopper, it would store that for yeah. me. Um, and that information was in Stripe after that. So I could then, continue using that information in Stripe, even when I stopped using Repair Shopper. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering if it can go the other way around. I'm wondering if I can take data that's in Stripe and like reverse it. So, but back to things that more people actually care about policies. So I found, I found this really cool that we can require a code to uninstall the Synchro agent. I, I'm also curious if another MSP were to come in, are they able to force Synchro off the machine or do I have to give them a code or remove it from my system? I, I believe you'd have, they'd have to have the code. Okay. Yeah. Or like you're saying, or you can do it. Must be an integer. So I can literally just do this. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> now, I've already got, um, oh, let's do that one. That's good. I've already got this policy on a device. Yeah. If I change the policy, will mm-hmm. it update that existing device? So, and again, I know this is a beta, so it might actually not work here. But if I were to add this and hit save down at the bottom, any computers that this applies to would then require a code. Yes. Okay. Um, 
I feel like HD fragmentation is a little outdated, just so you know. Yeah. You know, Kabuto days and all. Uh, I won't sell anybody a computer that doesn't have a solid state drive. And my understanding, uh, unless I'm going off of uh, false information, is we shouldn't be defragging solid state drives because it uh, wears them out quicker. Because they're they're already non-moving parts, so they're already fast as can be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would maybe put like a little info bubble here and and say like not recommended for solid state drives or go in the back end and like not defrag solid state drives or something. Yeah. I, just just throwing that out there. Absolutely. Um and I'm sure there might be a way for us as MSPs to figure out how to do that in the scripting section, but Again, I just try to figure out the easiest way to do things. So this rearm after now that we're now that we're back to the if machine yeah. goes offline thing. So rearm after, does it rearm? Does it rearm immediately once this timer goes off, or does it wait until the alert's been resolved and then rearm? It will wait this that 1440 after the initial alert. If if uh, if you have auto resolve alert when clear, um, it'll just reset it based upon when it was resolved. But if you don't have that selected, it's gonna it's gonna rearm straight after the first alert. Oh, fun. So putting this as a one would be the most awful thing in the world to the MSP because they would literally get 1,440 alerts in a single day if a yes. device was offline for a day. Yes. Okay. Now, something that I, I learned from Kaseya because I'm, I'm the guy that likes to test literally everything. So if this were set to one, that would start creating an alert once every minute. With Kaseya, we learned that um, when you're doing certain things on, on the Kaseya admin, VSA, whatever, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's running on a server and it's, it's using compute power to do that. And apparently the server can't handle you asking it to do a bazillion things at once. Like, for example, if I said, deploy this script onto 75 agents, uh, I would crash the server for all of the other people using that server, not just me. Um, uh, yes and no. So there's like, we, I mean, we have customers with thousands of endpoints that like, it, it will definitely slow if they if they have a if they have 2000 endpoints on one policy, for example, and on that policy, they have a script running at 7pm. So then at 7pm 2000 scripts automatically get triggered on that one policy, it can slow it can put those scripts into a queue. 
and slow that down a little bit. It's not going to crash so, server. Okay, so it's it's going to do what I'll call the right thing, where it's it's going to cue the things so that way everything can get done quickly, but maybe not all at once. Yes, and so we do recommend like if you want that to be pretty specific and it's a high end point count that you maybe split up those 2000 end points to, you know, Hey, 500 this policy and that script's going to run at 5 PM. And then, yeah, you know what I, you know what I mean? Especially. Yeah, that makes sense. sense. Now, um, just because we're talking about it, what does the like infrastructure for synchro look like? So, so the, the back end, the, the servers running all of this software, I assume it's like in Google Cloud or Azure or something, and it's like a flexible compute space that you guys are running on. Right, correct. Um, I, I would love to understand more of that, not because I'm like trying to hack you or anything, but just because I, I'm just genuinely curious how that kind of stuff works. Maybe that's something I could quiz Ian on someday. Yeah, you you could definitely do that. I know um, we're hosted by Heroku, um, if that helps in any way. Um, and if you do have any other like specific, happy to help you. Hmm. Heroku. Look, they got a bunch of pop-ups too. <laughs> So, uh, this you okay. can find too. Like, if you go to, let's see here, where is that at? I can get you more information on it too, because we, this is definitely public. Yeah, and I, and that was really all I wanted was like the, the public facing stuff. I wasn't trying to, to, you know, get, private secrets but you know some msps want to see behind the curtain a little bit oh sure or, yeah. or check under the hood or whatever other metaphor you want to use mm -hmm. yep no yeah and i think i was just going to try to find just the article too um <clears throat> synchro agent would like to send alerts yes you may show me alerts now, will you let me chat? Chat, I did confirm, nope. is not supported on the Mac agent. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. What is supported on the Mac? <laughs> oh, oh, look at this. All right, so just so we're, I, I just got a, a little pop-up here. Synchro agent would like to record this computer screen. So anytime an application needs to do anything other than run, you have to give it permission on a Mac. So I, I just gave it permission to basically view my screen, take screenshots, that type of stuff. So that's neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, let me see here. 
I was going to show you, I can put this, let me just put this in the, if you want to share your screen and show it. Sure. Um, this is the feature matrix for the Mac agent as it stands today. Look at all those empty boxes. <laughs> now, at, at some point, are you are you even planning any of this? Because I see if it has a star, it's planned. Obviously, I wouldn't expect you to to support PowerShell on a Mac. Right, 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 right. Um, while I don't I don't feel comfortable with like a specific time frame, um, we we are actively working on just a few a few added features to be able cool. to. Like, yeah, get this out of beta because I mean, as far as everything that is there, I mean, we've had this, we've had the Mac agent for a while and it's, it is solid. Um, it would just, I think there's just a few added things that would allow us to kind of push it out of that beta stage. I, I feel like Synchro Live is, is like one of those things that you really have to have. Yeah. Yeah, to be native. Yeah, I agree. Now, have you guys, have you guys looked at uh, other Mac tools like Adigy or Jamf? Yeah. And yeah. do you see yourselves ever trying to maybe not go toe to toe with those tools, but make it so that MSPs don't have to have nine different RMM tools to operate yeah that would definitely be it, it would definitely be the goal i don't our goal would never be to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with some with a with an rmm that specializes in mac but um sure. we would like it to be to a point like you're saying that is um functional enough like i mean you're you're a mac owner there's a lot of things that really you know uh, even in even in like something like Adagy, maybe that an MSP doesn't even fully utilize all of the things that you can do, or there's really kind of a limit of the things that you can do on a Mac agent, just with the security permissions and that kind of thing with with Macs. So I think that the main goal is to get it to a point where someone wouldn't have to use a third party tool alongside Synchro. That would that would be our main goal, not to go toe to toe. That makes Perfect. sense. That does make sense. And that's, that's helpful because, you know, I, I've got my Adagy subscription and um, I, I don't go in it much, to be honest, because I don't feel like there's much that one needs to do to manage a Mac. But it's, it would be nice if the, the little things that I do through it would just also be done through Synchro. And I understand that requires us to, you know, make one of those uh, developer certificates and go you know jump through a bunch of hoops and now now we're turning synchro into an mdm and not not just an arm right but i would i would love to see us be able to do policies on macs and on iphones and ipads and i guess even androids too yeah yeah i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, is, and, and again, I know you're not able to give me a time frame, but 
Like, do you, do you see yourselves wanting to be there someday too? As far as an M- M- MDM management also? Being able to do some of that stuff, yeah. I, I mean, I think like in the near future, I can see the possibilities of integrations. I know that's been talked about, but I don't know if that's really in the near future anytime planned to be built in natively. Gotcha. And hey, if you just like said, hey, we're going to integrate with Jamf and Adigy, I'd probably be all in on on that. I don't know how that type of integration would function now, other than just getting asset data into Synchro so we can, you know, manage all the billing from one place. Sure. But yeah. Even, even that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so back to this policy. I swear, guys, it doesn't take this long to build this policy. <laughs> um, all right, so add a Windows update policy. I did make one of those. And a third-party patch policy. MCSoft, I've got disabled for now. And ain't, ain't nobody giving me permission. I'm just going to do it. And then I, And then I added this. Nice. So that way uh, it can do things and stuff. Though, um, does this do a screenshot if they want to when creating a ticket? Yep. Cool. Yep. It's a I little... figured, but you know. Mm-hmm. And then I see that it's got like these built-in scripts, but these are all like literally to do things with Synchro. Whereas... I don't know. I I was hoping when I clicked that, that it would have like, I don't know, that, that maintenance that everybody says is stupid that nobody does that's built into every RMM tool. Well, I mean, if you, if you head to scripts, we do have a, that full community script library, but those aren't going to show up in your drop down list until you actually import that into your scripts. So like, did wrong. yeah. So on that right hand side, um, yeah, if you just click and then import, then they would be available in that drop down box in your policy. Excellent. And once you've done that too, if there's any edit that you want to make to that script, you can do that now once it's in yours. Nope. I'm sure uh, that this uh, this nice, strange man named Anish uh, made this add entry to host file script and that there's nothing wrong or nefarious in this script whatsoever. And even if there were, it's not your problem. <laughs> well, uh, side note, you can't just submit a script to the community script library. Like we definitely do <laughs> run those through QA for sure. Oh, well, that's cool. Yes. <laughs> um, would you say that there are... Huh, would you say that there are some scripts in here that you've, you've found, like, every MSP is like, man, I got to install these 10 scripts that are in this script repository. Because there's a lot of scripts in here, and... I don't want to spend all day going through these scripts with you guys. I right. like you, Crystal, but I have other things to do. 
<laughs> yes. Um, I wouldn't say that there are like that top 10 list and it'd be interesting to, I guess, filter those in a little bit of a different way. Um, I find myself just searching for certain keywords and things like that often because, yeah, there's not really like, here's that top 10. Well, we'll check this out. I sorted by installs. Huh? So I bet. That's probably this a is. Peter. This is kind of a top 10 list. Ah, geez Louise. That one's been used quite often. Yeah, I can't understand why anyone would want to remove uh, bloatware from Windows. <laughs> Let's see here. Onboarding. Oh, that's cute. Nick's a smart guy. Yeah, he I, is. I like Nick. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Get user list. Create restore point. Like, this guy's not messing around. Yeah. Yep. Nick, kudos, sir. Kudos. <laughs> All right, what else we got in here? Weekly maintenance. Nick does some maintenance every week, guys. Mm-hmm. Create a restore point. Reboot the computer. Good for you, making them reboot every week. Delete temp, empty temp folders, full disk cleanup unattended, and reboot again. He he makes sure that the computer gets rebooted at least twice a week. It just happens to be within an hour of each other. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, synchro staff. Look at that. Mm. You guys... This, out of all of them, this is the one I would expect to be the most nefarious. <laughs> so this one fixes the file system. All right. So I, I got to say, like, none of these scripts are, like, revolutionary per se. Like, I've, I've seen versions of all of these scripts. But, but these are some pretty cool scripts. And I like that I can sort by you know, the number of installs, how, how often, how do I want to word this? So there's 216 shared scripts, mm -hmm. but then up here it says search 244. Mm -hmm. What's, what's up with that? <laughs> My understanding is that that, so 244 is the total that have been submitted. So either is either ones that we haven't checked or made public yet, or they didn't get put into the public file. Gotcha. So basically, if I'm doing my math right here, there's 28 scripts that suck. Or they haven't been reviewed yet. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Now, you guys don't make too many scripts. You, you leave it to the community to submit ones. We do. Um, we Every once in a while, we will... Um, there was a script and I'm trying to remember what it was because we even created like a saved asset search for it. It was, there was like a malicious KB or something mm. like, and it was a script to like check for that and then remove it. Um, and I think we, we created that and um, put that out there. So if every once in a while when stuff like that happens, we'll do that. Um, and then if we get something requested enough times, then yes, we'll, we'll throw something in there. I, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel like uh, that meme where there's just all this complex math 
in front of the person because you can tell that they're thinking really hard. Yeah. Um, this, you know, doing this stuff, like, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's just mentally draining. You know, I'll, I'll play with a new tool for a couple hours and then I'm like, I need to go take a nap for six, <laughs> six hours minimum. Well, it's like one of those things where not only are you obviously learning new things just from the platform and you're, okay, you're trying to remember where you found that, where's the setting, that kind of thing. But then it also, if you're anything like me, you're all, you're also thinking so far ahead of how to use that mm-hmm. thing in the next month or the next year. And, and then it like throws you into this like spiral of building your business and that kind of thing. So if you're anything like me, that's where you're that overwhelming, almost energy draining <laughs> comes from. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. There's one more thing I want to do. Yeah. And then I, I think my, my cup will run over. Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, I, I made a customer and like I said, I'll have to redact uh, this, but what I'd like to do is, this customer is going to start paying me a flat rate every month, okay. regardless of work performed, number of assets, anything. So what I need to do is create a recurring invoice for this customer that happens every month. And I also need to make sure that any tickets or anything that I do for this customer does not get billed. Okay. So I'm assuming... I need to go to the invoices tab. Um, you could, yeah, you, that's, that's where I would start. Yes. And then I would, so once you get to invoices, I would then go to um, invoice modules, reoccurring invoices. One question, do you know like what you want their invoice to say on it? Like as yeah. far as line item? Yeah, I can do all that. Okay. So template name. monthly run next at none of those are right so i create invoices and send them out on the 20th and they're due on the 1st Okay. And then, yeah, it does. So like billing terms, we, we have billing terms that you can create for that. Um, but so you're going to want to run it on the 20th and is it, it's in arrears? Is it in arrears? In advance. For this particular one, it is technically in arrears. Okay. But normally it's in advance. Okay. Um, so I, it, in are most of them a flat rate? Yes. Okay. The only, I think the only time we're going to, we would run into issue with the actual, like, um, st- you know, starts the day after the invoice created, for example, was if you were adding pending ticket charges based upon like a specific time period. So I don't think you're going to have an issue if it's flat rate. Okay. 
Perfect. Oh, I got to get my commission. <laughs> All right. So name of invoices that are generated. So I have to name my invoices? You don't have to. No. Okay. Mm -mm. Good, because I'm really bad at picking names. Like, <laughs> my daughter's named Genevieve. <laughs> I, I, I tell her it's French. <laughs> it means shithead. <laughs> oh, poor Genevieve. And my, and my son's name is Ulrich. It's German. Ulrich. It means shithead. <laughs> Oh, no. And, and Ulrich, you know, before he realized what swear words were and that he shouldn't use them. So, yeah, well, your name's Dad, and it means shithead. <laughs> and it's just so cute. You, you can't get mad, but... <laughs> My gosh. He's kiddo. <laughs> All right. So... um I guess I'll have to look at my new template and figure out what that says or looks like or whatever. Um, yeah. Oh, a contract. I do like that just because then if you want to be notified like before that contract expires, you can always add it later. But yeah, it's kind of cool to be able to. Oh, SLAs. I can have all kinds of stuff associated with this customer. Yes. All right. So I'll, I'll come back to that contract thing later. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So the contract would add the start end date and disables cancel from portal. Ooh. Well, all right. So email customer the PDF and any pending ticket charges, clear reset prepay. Keep prices in sync. Pause. Okay. What's this? So this way, if like you can have it bill like run next at if if this month has thirty one days, for example, if you just have it run on the last day of the month, next month it would run on the thirtieth. That makes sense, but I guess the placement of this is confusing yes. because it's not next to run next at That's it's period. under period mode period mode yes yes right, so create schedule yes done now i get to add a line item yep standard and line item yep and well, the reason I was asking, like, if you knew exactly what it would be, so this is where, like, you can add this as just, like, a custom thing. Like, you could just call it whatever yeah. you want. You could also have this as an inventory item that you pull, like, just from the list. I'm just going to do this for now. Yep. Yep. That's just fine. And is there like a preview? Um, not on the reoccurring invoice. There's previews on the regular invoice. And if there's, if you go to PDF and, invo and invoice templates from the admin section, you can take a look at what the, the, it, what it would look like. Um, Perfect. 
So because there's so much going on here, I'm just going to search templates. There we go. So, but I, yeah, that's, I guess, uh, oh, you should have at least one invoice for the template to preview. So it's frustrating preview from I have to make a fake invoice just so I can see what an invoice is going to look like. Yeah. Come on, Crystal. Mm, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys were able to show me a fake dashboard. Can't you show me a fake invoice? I guess not. <laughs> okay, so um yay. So that's not terrible. Um, now I can come back here and I can refresh and I'll see an invoice. Okay. So if I go here, I can edit my template. I just want to figure out how to make this as sexy as possible. Wow, this is really customizable looking. Yes. And then you have all of your tags there on the right hand side. Pretty nice. Holy awesome, Crystal. Wahoo. <laughs> I've okay, so it's been a minute, but I don't think any RMN, sorry, PSA lets you customize an invoice this thoroughly. I've I've heard that yes, if you if you can work just even a little bit in HTML too, you can really make this look whatever. I've I've seen I've seen people's invoices that I had no idea even came out of Syngrill because <laughs> they and I, this is great. I can even choose Comic Sans. Yay. Just what I wanted my my invoices to look like. <laughs> Wait, can I, okay. Could I make a duplicate of this template, use Comic Sans, and send it to just one person? Yes. Yes. Because what you can do is your invoice templates, I believe you can clone. Um, and then what's funny is that you can go to a specific customer and select their, yeah. And then if you go to a customer, you can um, assign a specific template to them so that anytime you create an invoice, it, it takes that specific template. Oh, this is going to be so good. <laughs> so, so just so we're on the same page, I have a, a client who they're also, uh, the church I go to. Yeah. So we're all friends. Yes. So I can't wait to send them an invoice in Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things, Steve. It's the little things. It really is. This is going to be so good. <laughs> all right. So now, now I can go to my recurring invoices. I can edit this one. And I can change this to say Comic Sans. Yes. And update, I guess, just in case, because who knows? Yeah. Yep. And um, 
so yeah, you could on the reoccurring invoice, you could do it exactly how you just did it, or you could do it on like a customer level too. So you could assign a specific default template on That's a perfect as well. Now I see stored payment status. This is just letting me know if they have stored a payment type, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Now, once, how do I, how do I want to phrase this? Can they pay and choose not to store it? Um, I believe I so. I don't think Stripe will allow you to run a card without storing it. I think it always just stores it. I know that, well, I don't know if this is something that maybe you want to just check out right now and then see if you can take out information or like cover some things up when you actually show this, but I don't, if, I don't care that much. I was just genuinely curious. That's all. I'm curious. So if you just go to this, if you go to the customer really quick, sure. Uh, and then I, I think it's so funny. I like point at the screen, like you can see what I'm pointing at. And then um, if you scroll down underneath where it says customer information, where it says links and it says customer online profile up there. I right. see stored payment profiles here. Right. I want to see, yeah, from here, I want to see like, okay, they can add a card there. Oh, their reoccurring invoice hasn't run. Because what I was going to see is if, um, if. Gotcha. Have a well, you know, what we, you know what we can do? We'll look at me. Oh, yeah, because you just created Cause made, that yeah. invoice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, let me edit myself. Sing the email. I see. Let's try this again. So what I want to know is if you don't put a managed card in there, you see where it says pay now? Will it let you just do a like a, a one-time thing? Pay with credit card. I'm going to pause my share. Okay. Because I'm actually going to put a working card number in here. Okay. Because, yeah, I would be just curious now if you did that and then pay now if it adds it to the stored payment or if it just does like a one time. I just hit pay now. <laughs> payment amount uh, must be greater than or equal to one. So I'm going to see if it lets me pay a dollar. Okay. I'll spend a dollar to find the answer to this. Who cares, right? <laughs> oh. Oh, this is this is good. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if it's because I'm trying to pay a dollar on an invoice with a zero balance. It could be, because um, it does look like you're, it looks like the Stripe integration is set up properly, but you said you're using Square. You have. I have, I just, I, I have been using Square for the IT stuff for a while, but I set up my Stripe, because I've also got Stripe. Okay, so it is set up. I just want to make sure. So I'm guessing it's yeah. just doesn't, it's over the amount. Well, let me. Uh... Am I able to edit this invoice? I guess yeah, it would help so if I were. Okay, well, it does say failed. So the first one failed. 
I'm going to try it again. Are is your pause still? Is it still paused? Yeah. Okay, so this time, so I wonder if maybe I, I like hit back or something, because this time it allowed me to apply one dollar. Okay. Now it did not offer for me to store or not store the credit card though. Okay, so let's see now in your portal if. Okay. Okay, so. You, your customers will have the option. They can either add a stored credit card or just do one-off invoices. Now here's where it gets interesting though. I've got it paused again. I'm opening up my Stripe. It did this as a one-off payment. It didn't even give Stripe my email address or any of that. So it, it legit created this as a one-off payment. Is that how you would want it to be or not how you'd want it to be? That's fine. Okay. I mean, it, it is technically doing the legal thing, I think, because yeah. they didn't ask to store the credit card. I was just genuinely sure. curious if it was doing it anyway. I actually was too, but I'm glad to hear that it's not and that you actually have to go in and hit manage cards to enter yeah. it. That's great. Me, me too. So I'm, I'm pleased by that. I mean, you know, it's also disappointing that it doesn't make it easier on us MSPs to just ding people's cards. But again, probably shouldn't be able to do that. The only way you can do that is if they do have a managed card and then in the reoccurring invoice, you can say automatically charge card on file. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Well, are you fried yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am burned out. <laughs> we can do this all over again next week, right? Not all over again. We just <laughs> do more. We, we dive deeper. So for those of you confused, um, I'm going to play more with Synchro for the next week. And then on the 20th, so today's the 13th, this will probably be up either later today or tomorrow, Crystal. Um, the 20th next week, we're getting together again. You're going to be sick of me soon. So yeah, we're, we're just going to keep going. I'm going to keep diving even deeper into synchro and figuring out, um, both, you know, strengths and weaknesses. Um, I don't think I've found anything so far that makes me throw my hands up, you know, just, uh, you know, just things I have opinions about, but we all know what opinions are like. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time with me today and we will see you next week. Absolutely. Can you, can you stick around after we're done with the recording? Awesome. 
All right. Thanks so much, Crystal. I'll see you guys at the next recording. Take care.